Hey everyone, John Cox again here with Alt Inclusion Discussion. And this is the first of the Bible study series that we're going to be doing. Uh, this is not the interactive Bible studies that we're going to have that's going to be uh, going out uh, in many different venues. Uh, that particular Bible studies is going to start this coming Monday. Uh, and then every Monday afterwards, they're going to be at 1 in the afternoon Eastern Time every Monday. So this one, I just have different notes that are prepared, and I'm going to go through those notes and uh, do my best to explain everything as we go. Uh, we're going to start with the book of Genesis and work our way all the way through. Uh, today, as we get this going, this is just going to be an introduction to that series. And I feel that it needs more of an introduction because of some of the different discussions I've had with uh, various individuals that they just don't know how to stop and study or what some of the different terms mean. And they're really confused about getting started. So that's why we're going to uh, take the time, lay the foundation for what we're going to be doing and get started. And then the next time I do this particular series, we're going to jump right in with Genesis and work our way through as best we can. But... It's apparent from the way that so many talk about different scriptures and the way some of the different pastors that are out there uh, misinterpret scriptures, uh, follow mistranslations of scriptures, and basically throw their own ideologies and preconceived, uh, all their preconceived thoughts and hatred into what they're preaching that a lot of them really do not understand and aren't really studying in a way that makes it easy for others to know what the Bible says. But I do have good news for you. The Bible will very clearly reveal itself if you're just willing to follow a few research guidelines and seek God in your answers. In fact, if you're willing to follow what God says and you're willing to take a little bit of time with your Bible study and just do a little bit of research, the Bible itself will reveal itself in a way that it can become one of the easiest books to understand as long as you take it slow. Now, I said that the Bible is one of the easiest set of books because, and a lot of people don't know this, the Bible is not just one book, but it is actually 66 books in one volume. The Bible was penned by many different authors, was written in three different languages that come from nearly every walk of life. These authors were statesmen, paupers, kings, shepherds, fishermen, priests, and even more. Now, some of them were educated, 
very well educated, and some of them have absolutely no education when they got started. Most of the authors of the Bible books were not in a place where they would know each other, and they were writing at vastly different periods of time over the space of about 1,600 years. And yet, this is still one volume of books because all the way through, they're all dealing with the same set of subjects. And the Bible is an exhaustive book. What I mean by that is we can study every single book but still not have all the details that it contains because of the richness of the subject. Then after that, we could even go verse by verse and find that there is still even more after that to uncover. And if we go studying by looking at every subject that the book contains, one book at a time, all the way through, you could still find after all of that that there is a vast amount of material that's yet to be uncovered. We could repeat every one of those studies multiple times and God's amazing word would still be giving us a volume of knowledge every time. Now, where do we begin if we're trying to teach somebody that's absolutely new to the Bible? I would say, do your best and go right to the beginning, right to Genesis. Why? Because you're going to find a book that starts at the absolute beginning of time, the beginning of knowledge of God, and the beginning of how it opens itself up to you. And when you start there, the very first thing you notice in English is it does literally start with the words in the beginning. That sounds extremely simple. But in the beginning was not in English at the time that it was written. It was Hebrew. And in the Hebrew language, even more than English, this is referring to a very remote period of time. It's a time that's actually unknown to most. It's a time period that's seemingly been hidden throughout all the ages, and yet it's a time period that can be somewhat revealed through a series of thorough studies of the scripture. Now, of course, it begins with creation of the heavens and earth. When we're looking at this, we call this the creative ages. Now, I want to stress this term that when we're talking about creative ages, that we're talking about a time that goes from the dateless past before Genesis 1-1 to the very end of the seven days of creation that's listed in Genesis. The seven days of creation as we know them actually begins in Genesis 1-3, not Genesis 1-1 as some believe, but that's going to be a subject that we cover 
later on when we're actually diving into the scriptures themselves. And we're going to do that after all the groundwork for the studies have been laid, and that way what we're talking about is going to make more sense. But right now we're talking about the beginning or the dateless past, which is the very introduction to the Bible itself and of all of history. It's a period of time that marks the boundary between time as we know it and eternity. And to summarize the very beginning of your Bible studies and the beginning of Genesis itself, you could say that God created the universe in order to be populated with intelligent beings in order that he could reveal himself to them and then he could enjoy life with them. But if we looked at only at that, it would end up being an explanation that's too simplistic. So we're going to have to go deeper. Now, no one knows exactly what God did in, in the dateless past because he is not seen to reveal all of his activities. But we do know one thing with absolute certainty. God has always existed. And sometime during what we call the dateless past, he brought everything into existence. The earth we now have, the present earth, all the things that are on earth were brought about in six days and then he rested. And now that we know the basics of what we're looking at, when we get to the point that we actually start and open up for this, we're going to be able to find some amazing details that most mainstream Christians have never seen, never been told. And the fact is, if they knew these truths, if they would actually believe these truths once they have been told, much of their theology would be different. It's fitting that also we're beginning this journey right here at this time because we're also at the beginning of the new year. And incidentally, beginning itself is actually the real name of Genesis. All the Old Testament scriptures, for every single book, the very first word of the book is the name of the book. So Genesis is actually a name that translators gave to the book. But in Old Testament, the name is actually Breshit. That means the beginning. But there's so much more detail there that we don't have time to go into every single thing here. So the next time we're going to get into details of what Breshit means and other words that are in Genesis 1-1 and start working our way through Genesis. And I promise as we go through these things and as we lay all these details one idea upon the other from what the scripture says, 
that you're going to see so many more things in Genesis than you ever thought was in there. And you're going to be sitting back and asking yourself, is what the pastor that I've been listening to really correct? Or did I go to church all these years and get taught a lot of stuff that's based on hatred? Because when you really boils down to it, the Bible is a message of God's love. Because we know, <coughs> for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And this is a concept that seems to be foreign in a lot of churches today because of how they're excluding so many people. So we're going to get into that really soon. And I'm going to end right here. That's all the time that we have today. We're going to spend close to 15 minutes on each one of these. And I'm going to pray that as we get into these studies, that you approach them with me with the open mind and open heart, asking God to help you see what you need to see with each one of these studies. I'm also going to uh, ask and pray that you would open up your own Bible with me as we go through these things and be ready to take some notes and even take time when you have the availability to listen more than once. Uh, I'm planning on doing these every Saturday around 5 Eastern Time so that we can all be able to join together. But when I meet on Mondays, I want to be able to do this in a way so that everybody is able to ask questions as they go. It's not going to just go straight from one book to another. It's going to be an interactive study that everybody has a chance to get involved with. With that, I'm going to close it out, and I'll see you all with this next Saturday. Love y'all. God bless.